So, I always use the time of uh, before Shavuos as a wonderful opportunity to do a little bit of Chazorah, or for some people it's not Chazorah, on the Halachas of Basa B'cholov. To spend too much time on it maybe won't be so interesting to most people, although some of it's very, very Nagea. And uh, I remember once I was by Reb Chaim Kanievsky Shlita, and I asked him, I was giving a course for Bachim on Kashras, and I said to him, you know, should I learn Basav HaKhalov with the boys? Maybe I should do Shabbos, maybe I should do Brachas. I said, Basav HaKhalov, of course, they also have to know. No shadow about it. I used the time before Shavuos specifically, although we could learn it the whole year, because Shavuos is a time that, as we know, the minig is to eat melchiks at some point during Yontuf, whether it's during the night, during the day, first day, second day, we'll talk about that, Be'ez Hashem, when we go through all the minhogim of Shavuos and uh, what people should do. But um, because it's a time that people generally are oisik in more milchiks than general other yomim tovim and Shabbos for sure, so it's an opportunity for us to do a little bit of a crash course. Right, we're doing a lot of crash courses. We're cramming in as much as we possibly can into this Corona time to try and give us ideas that will last us a lifetime. These are often things that we don't get a chance to do so much during the year, during the regular, um, you know, yeshiva cycle. So let's lose this opportunity. It's an amazing thing. Basavachalov is very, very interesting. You know, you guys don't even realize. You know, it's not only the only guy that cooks in the kitchen or your mothers or whatever. It's the gay to everyone. Everyone is the gay. I remember. A bacha calls me up from his dira. He says, Rabbi, you can't imagine. I've got this egg. It's unbelievable, this egg. It's incredible. I've like, diced the onions in a beautiful way, and I have the tomatoes and the peppers and the mushrooms, and it's all sizzling away over there. And then I poured the egg inside, and everything's bubbling up there, and the smell is just... The aroma is just scavaldic. I said, so what are you calling me for? To tell me the recipe? To ask me, like, what do you want from me? He said, because I realized I used a fleshic saucepan, a frying pan. Please tell me it's mutter. Please. So I asked him, when was the last time you used a fleshy pan for fleshix? They told me, well, actually, last night, this was in the afternoon, you called me, last night we um, actually fried up some uh, leftover meat from the cholent, whatever, we fried it up with some onions, it was great, and now I used it. So it was a beignet mess. I told him, what did you put in the egg? So he says, I always add some milk in there because it makes it fluffier, and I don't know, it's better for this, that, and the other. Right? Not only is it awesome for him to eat, but it's actually awesome for him to give to his Goisha cleaner as well. So this is very again. I want to speak a little bit about this. Maybe today and tomorrow we'll spend two days. I think it justifies to go for a little bit of a refresher course on the Hilchas Bas of Acholov, which is Nagea for all of you. It's Nagea Be'ez HaShem when you get married even more. You know, I, met, I used to have a neighbor in my old building. I used to have a neighbor who says to me, because um, he saw that I wrote a book on kashras, you know, just, just in case nobody knows what it is. So that's the kashras in the kitchen book. Make sure there should not be a Jewish home that doesn't have this book. Absolutely. Don't leave home without that. And of course, now we just added to the edition the Sephardic edition as well, which is incredible. So now we have all the Sephardi psakim as well of Chacham Ovadia and Chacham Ben Sina Shaul and the Kafachaim and uh, Shlomo Amar and others as well. So now you've got absolutely no excuse, Sephardi and Ashkenazi. We've got it all covered for you. But anyway, this guy knows I wrote a book and he says to me, Rabbi, I have no questions on Basav HaKholov. I said, wow, that's, that's incredible, because the amount of questions that I get is just unbelievable. In fact, I was, I was actually recently on a, um, 
uh, together with a whole bunch of other Rosh Hashivas and Rabbonim and Eretz Yisrael of different Yeshivas all over the country. And we were together discussing various things of psychological things that Bacham are going through, whatever. And in the middle, it was a Zoom share, right? So a guy privately, a, a, a note comes up on my screen in the middle of the share. Private note. What happens if in my dishwasher I put some cream and I'm like, oh my gosh, hello? But anyway, people have questions all the time. I said, what, what is the Pshat? You don't have any questions. How is it possible? He said, because anything that happens in my house, I throw in the garbage. It's gone. Out. I said, well, one second. Let's make a cheshman over here. Throwing things out, whether it's utensils or food, or both of them, is an isadaraisa. It's baltashkas in many cases. Or maybe it's a drabonah, but it's for sure asa. Whereas, basavacholov could be a daraisa, could be drabonah, could be its mutter. How could you just throw things out? So we're too quick to throw things out, and therefore we have to know the halachas, at least on a basic level, to understand some of the yesodas, or, as we said previously, not necessarily that you're going to know everything what to do, but at least you will know the yesodas of what to ask. And that's the biggest gewaldigi yesod that you can get from any halacha shares, not just muta asa, muta asa, muta asa in that situation, but to open up your eyes in what exactly is considered to be a question. The chinuch. In Mitzvah Kuf Mem Zayin, talks about um, various Isurim, and he says that what a person eats is how his body reacts. Says the Chinuch, an unbelievable thing, that depending on what you eat is depending on how your body actually is going to be healthy or not. And, and that's an unbelievable thing, because not only on a physical level, but it can actually be on a spiritual level also. Toysfus famously in Baba Kama says, before you daven that Torah goes in, daven that the right foods go inside your mouth. You know, I'll tell you why I want to learn these halachas now. There's a modig chsam soifa. The heilig chsam soifa in Pashas Vayira. The chsam soifa says, and he quotes a medrash, which we're not going to spend too much time on. The medrash tells us, the medrash tells us that when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to get the Torah from Har Sinai in Shamayim, so the Malachim said to the Rabbani Shalolim, they said, Hey, what's going on over here? Why are you giving him the Torah? What's going on? These are the Yidden. These people don't keep the Torah. They had the Egel Azov. This was after the Luchos Rishonis. This is the Luchos Shnias. Moshe Rabbeinu is coming to get the Luchos Shnias. And the Malachim was saying, Hello, Rabbani Shalom, how could you give it to Moshe Rabbeinu? Look what they did. They didn't keep the Torah. How could you give them this Torah? So what does Moshe Rabbeinu say back? What does Moshe Rabbeinu answer to the Malachim? Poshet, says the Medrash. The Medrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu answered, hold on a second, don't you guys remember when you came down into this world to visit Avram Avinu after his Brismila, you came down into the world. And what did Avram Avinu give us as the Torah tells us clearly in the Psukim? He gave them meat and milk. Or should we be more, you know, uh, d- definitive? What the Gemara and Bambat say says he gave them three tongues with mustard and butter. Well, that's Basavacholov. So, you guys, the Malachim, also didn't keep the Torah. When the Rabbanisham heard that, he gave Moshe Rabbeinu the Torah. Kavaldik! So, by the way, it comes out that we got the Torah because the Malachim ate Basavacholov. Says the Heiligach Sam Saifa. One second, I have a problem. Look at the direction of the Psukim. The direction of the Psukim is that Avroma gave them, gave them Chema, he gave them butter, and then he gave them the tongue. Milk and then meat. Milk and then meat is going to be mutter. What's the problem? Meat, maybe you have to wait, depending on how long they waited in those days. We'll talk about that. But al and milk, you'll have to have meat straight away. Uh, maybe I'm not a pizza, maybe. But in, in the Ikah, I didn't for sure. So what did they do wrong? 
Says the Heilkech Samsoifen, there's a famous stipler, obviously the Birchas Peretz writes that there was fire in their mouths, and it was Muvashal the Bas of Acholov, but Toicha Peh, and maybe that's why they're over Bas of Acholov. But Sug the Samsoifen, no. Says the Samsoifen, you know why? Because they didn't do a halacha called Kinuach and Hadocha in between. There's a halacha which we'll get to, Be'ezer Semen, Yerodeus, in Mepetes, that says that a person between milk and meat in that direction, which is obviously Nagea to Shavuos, you have the cheesecake and then you go on to your Fleishik Asida, you have to do something. Kinuach and Adacha. We'll define it. Be'ezer Shem. They didn't do that. Says the Chsam Soifa Lefidis Medrash, what comes out? That the entire Kabbalah Satoya that we got and we have Adayoy Mazer is because of the halacha of Kinuach and Adacha of Basav Cholov. And therefore it's a here for us to make sure we learn all these halachas so that we don't want to be over on the halachas which actually got us the Torah all the time by Moshe Rabbeinu on Shavuos Tov Shin Pei 2020. We also have to know one more Hakdama before we start. And that is another tshuva in the Chassam Soif. The Chassam Soif says a question came to him from somebody who had a child who was at Rahman al-Sun, unfortunately very, very, very unwell. Very, very unwell. And there was no physical way of keeping this child in, uh, in the parents' home. They had to send the child to an institution. There was no other way. So they asked some Soifa if we're allowed to send to an institution which basically served tray food. Now there was no way of, there was no other institutions, there was no kosher food deliveries, there's no other way of doing it. There is going to be non-kosher food in this institution. The Shaila was, can we or can we not send our child to an institution that will be giving our child non-kosher food? That was the Shaila. What did some Soifa answer? He said, listen, I saw from the medical situation it's Pekuach Nefesh, and Pekuach Nefesh you're absolutely, absolutely allowed to send your child to this institution. No problem whatsoever. But I want to tell you one thing, very, very important, said Dalekech Sam Soifa, and that is that um, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Sending, them, sending him to this institution will not help him whatsoever. Why? Because non-kosher food is metamtim delave. It actually causes spiritual layers to go over people's hearts, which is why many people have no gishmak in davening, people have no gishmak in learning, people have no gishmak in Yiddishkeit. One of the reasons is because their spiritual heart is stuffed with layers upon layers upon layers of timtumalev. Just to peel off those layers can take a long time. And a lot of it comes from many things, and one of them comes from eating things that are not 100% kosher. We're not necessarily meaning the hechsha, but also in the Gabe Hilchas Basavacholov is metamtim the lev. And therefore, it's very important as a hakdama to Kabbalah Satoya for us to make sure that we know these halachas in order that we keep these halachas and we practice these halachas so that again we try to level off and peel off these layers of. Um, symptom that we have to make sure that we come to Kabbalah Satoya in a, a very proper way. Okay, so that is my Hagdama. I want to go now into, because again, we've got to jump into this. We've got a lot to do, a lot to do. We're going to go quite fast. I, th- I suggest that you get your seatbelts on. We're going to go very fast through the lockers. I'm not going to take questions in the share right now, although you can write them on the group chat with pleasure. I'll have a look at them in a moment. But while I'm going, I just want to fly through everything as much as we possibly can, cover as much as we can. I do want to remind you guys that we are going to be starting soon the sessions on random questions in Aloha and Ashkofa. Make sure you send me an email of any random question in the world that you may want answered, and Be'ez Hashem will deal with it. aw at etrog.net.il Send me an email, then I have it in writing. I'm going to print it out. I will not mention your names unless you want me to, and you 
you can write it Mufurish on there, mention my name, but otherwise I won't mention names, and if I don't mention names, then um, we're gonna go, then we'll try to go through this interesting question, I think that will be a very, very uh, revealing session for everyone. So we're going to start like this, that was the Hagdoma, now let's go into the beginning of the actual Alochas, because after all, that's what we're here to do. We know that the Torah says, Loisa Bashal Gedi Bechalei tells us the Pasuk of the Torah that says basically you cannot eat Basavacholov. Now we also know, we're very, very familiar with this, that the Torah says it three times. There are three times the Torah says the Pasuk of Basavacholov, three times. Why? Asks the Shulchan Aruch in Yerodeya Simon Pein Zayin Siv Aleph. What is the reason why we have to mention it three times? And the Shulchan Aruch answers, which Be'etzim is the Gemara in Chulin in the eighth parak, and that is there is a specific reason why the Torah said three times, and that is number one to teach us the halacha of bishul. You cannot cook it together. We'll discuss all that on the definitions. You cannot number two achila eat it together, and number three you also can't have any hano. So that's the reason why it said three times to teach us three different yisurim. Why? And we'll get to these exact definitions. Why is basav chalav asa? What's the reason? So the Chinuch in Mitzvah Tzali Beis brings down, it's a choik. It's like shatnas. Do we know why you can't wear shatnas clothing? No, we have no idea. It's a choik. And therefore, so too is Basavachala, just like Kilayim. There are certain things the Rabboni Shalom doesn't want us to mix. And meat and milk is one of them. That's number one. Reason number two is the Rambam. The Rambam says it used to be, and the Rambam was famous talking about this in many situations, but the Rambam over here, Machlas Yisurah, says they used to do Avoidah Zorah with Basavachalav, and therefore stay away, says the Rambam, from anything. That is, anything Shaykh is to The Evan Ezra, Allah Torah, says it's cruelty. Interesting. We know there's a halach in Shulchan Aruch that you're not allowed to shecht. It's a pasuk. You're not allowed to shecht a mother and its child in the same day. And therefore it's cruel to loisa bashal gidi bechalev imoy in the mother's milk. And therefore that's cruelty. You shouldn't do that. Okay? Rabbeinu Bechaya says an interesting thing. That's the Chodes Halavavos. He says that milk, how does milk come about? Milk comes from blood. In other words, blood, the Gemara tells us in Nida, blood turns into milk, right? A woman stops bleeding when she gives birth because it turns into milk to make the milk the baby. That's how the Guru Banisham created this Kabbalah world and everything's so much in the If we just look into the world, we'd see so much. It's incredible. But I'll upon him, the milk turns in, the blood turns into milk. If you cook the milk into meat, it comes back to its original status, which is blood, and therefore it's an Isra of eating blood. That's why, says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, it's Asa. If you want to know what the Zaya says, the Zaya says, milk, meat is din, milk is rachamim, you don't mix milk and meat together, which is din and rachamim, and the Zaya continues to say terrible things on a person that does these things. So, okay, now we have pretty much the, the Yisurim over here and why it's Asa, but we have to define some of them. What does it mean we have three Yisurim, okay? Again, we're not going to spend too much time on this, because I want to get to some of the Ikalochas, but I think it's important to understand the Yisurim of Asa Vachalov. Number one, we said, is an Issa Bishal. Number two, we said, there's an Issa of Achila. And number three, there's an Issa of Hanor. So, Bishal Basavachalov means... Are you allowed to work in McDonald's, for example? I had a fellow call me up. He wanted to work in Kentucky, Kentucky Fried Chicken. As far as I know, and I asked him at the time if they only sell chicken over there, and he said yes. So the chicken is automatically a Dora Bonan. Only meat and milk is a Dora. I said chicken is automatically, even though there's a Shailu in the Gemara, maybe it's even Mutter Kuntra Biasi, but Lamaisa, we pask in that Oif uh, is an Issa Dora Bonan, and therefore you're allowed to have Hanar from that. It's only meat and milk you're not allowed to have Hanar, and therefore he was allowed to do that. But I'll call upon him to cook meat and milk. And I've had this question many times from people that, for example, want to work 
work in a chef school. They want to work in a school that teach you how to be a chef. Are you allowed? I'm not going to eat anything. I'm just cooking it, right? They go to people, they go to recipes. I'm just following the protocol. I'm just following the recipes. I'm not going to eat anything. Am I allowed? The halacha is it is absolutely awesome to cook meat and milk together, even if you will not come to eat it. There's a tshuva in the Dovim Mishom, Chedekal of Simadlot, Lama Day, brings down a shayla, like chocolate. They used to have a certain chocolate that they weren't sure if there was Basavacholov inside it. So, um, so what they did was they had to do was to cook up the chocolate and that was sort of separate it and figure it out. Dov Mishom was the time up here, of Mishnah, that maybe you could be maker, but that's not the general psak in those cases and therefore you have to be careful. Derech Bishal Osra Torah. That means the Isra Basavacholov is only Derech Bishal in an oven on a fire. Um, if it's not that way, for example, a microwave. I remember I received an email from a fellow in um, in a university in, in Massachusetts somewhere. I don't know where, and he wants to know he's a yid. He's the only yid in his you know in his university people over there. And he, often the goyim say to him, "Hey Johnny, can you do me a favor? Could you take my sandwich to the microwave and heat it up? Are you allowed to do that? Are you allowed to take their sandwich, which maybe has pastrami and butter inside there? You know, are you allowed to heat it up for them? It's not for me. It's for them." That's the Shiloh over there. But I will say that um, that could be a different Shiloh of a microwave, right? What's the din of a microwave? It's a microwave. Bishul Bechlau. If Shlom is Alman held it's not Asian, therefore to the Rabbonin. Ramosha, the Eiligi Ramosha, the God of Ladar, Nigris Moshe, who was obviously a Novi, said, Don't you worry. Right now, people don't cook with microwaves, but there will be a time that people will cook with microwaves. And he's so right, because that's exactly what happened. People are cooking with microwaves left, right, and center. And therefore, because of that, uh, because of that, a microwave, according to many, uh, is considered to be a Issa Doraisa. Um, and therefore, you cannot put anything you do put in, in there. Uh, it's going to be over an Issa Doraisa or Basavachol of a barbecue, for example. A fellow was once in a, in a work barbecue with a bunch of workers, Goyim, and he's there. Obviously, he's got no wine there to make sure he's mixing with the Goyim, whatever. And um, there's a bunch of burgers with cheese on it, and he sees that they're burning, and he wants to know if he can flip them. So he asked me this question. You know, are you allowed to do that? So a barbecue is a major shyler because it's not really bishal. It's more like tzli. It's more like roasting, which roasting is a tremendous shyler, whether or not it's an Issa. Although I will tell you, for those of you that are right, it down. Most poskim do hold that it's an Issa Doraisa. So I pass the Prichodesh, Rabbi Kivegid, the Menchasiakas, the Yavis, Yadhudah, the Benishka, the Knesset Gdor, the Chochmas, the Shulchan Acharav, the Groh, the Primagod, and the Kreis Yoplasi, and others as well, that say that cooking and sli and roasting is considered to be an Issa Doraisa. Uh, dry frying was the same. Shaila, deep frying, obviously, is an Issa Doraisa. Kovush, pickling is an Issa Dorabona. Somebody just asked me about that today. But our component, any type of cooking, is going to be Asa. Whether you are doing it for you or for somebody else, you're doing it for a guy. In fact, I will tell you something else. There's a famous Be'alacha, which you're probably wondering that why I haven't mentioned at this moment of time, that one of the last Be'alachas of Eruchayim Simon Shin Zayin, where he says clearly that the Amira La'akum, which we know applies on Shabbos, you can't ask a guy to do whatever you want for you. There's Din Shlichos. Okay, there's a Stira and Rashi, Kivegas, and answer the Stira, that whether he said there is, 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 is Shlichos to a guy, no Shlichos to a guy, but Akoponim says the Heiliger of Chaim, you cannot tell your cleaner for those of people who have cleaners in the house still, say, hey, do me a favor. Make yourself a meat sandwich with cheese and melt it in the oven or your own oven. You're not allowed to do that. You can't even instruct your goy to do such a thing. That's a mirala akum, by basabaholov, be'alocha, orachayim, shinzain. Beautiful. Let's go right to Achila. So obviously eating them together, Basar Bacholov is Asa, and it's obviously only going to be Nisa Daraisa when they are cooked together. If you've got meat and milk cooked together, that's Nisa Daraisa. If they're put together cold, take a piece of meat and a piece of cheese, put them together and eat them, Issa Darabon, not Issa Daraisa, because they won't cook together. The only Issa Daraisa we have is when they were cooked. Hano, last one. Hano, getting benefit from Basar Bacholov. So only, this is very, very important, only a Basar Bacholov, that's a Daraisa. For example, if it was cooked 
together. Would it be considered to be an Isidoraisa and therefore If it was, for example, uh, marinated together, even for 24 hours, put a piece of steak and you dip it into some milk for 24 hours and soak it in the juice over there, which you're not allowed to do, but if you did, then it's an Isidorabonon. What does that mean? Who cares if the bus of a cholov in front of us is a Doraisa Drabonon? What's the Nafkameen? That's Asa. We never say on Shabbos, well, it's only a Drabonon. Chas for Shalom, right? Because I remember my Rebbe, Rev Scheinberg's at Sal, used to always quote us which if a person says well it's only a drabonon don't stare if that guy is the 10th guy to the minion you know when they make a minion 10 people only inside the building outside the building in the porch whatever it is don't stare if that guy that says well it's only a drabonon you can't not allow my Rashid Rav Shaim used to say that all the time so why are they here saying it's an afkamina daraisa drabonon very simple because if it's a daraisa then it's osa bahano and therefore you can't even give it to the guy cleaner. you're going to chuck it down the toilet throw it in the sea well, Whereas if it's an Issa de Rabbonon, then you could be Makel, not Makel, the Halach is, it's not Osabano. If it's not Osabano, you're allowed to have Hano, and you're allowed to give it to a Goy, no problem whatsoever. I'll give you a couple of interesting Hano questions that came my way not so long ago. Um, this is an important one Chef School. Right, so a guy asked me about working in McDonald's, unfortunately he did, but uh, he asked me about that, and, and he asked me about going to the school, before you get accepted, I'll give you some hints and tips, not to get to any of you guys, but you should just know what goes on in the world. You know, when you want to work in McDonald's, there's a course you have to take, can you imagine? You actually have to take a course, it's not a university course, you don't have any, no PhD to work in McDonald's, but there is a certain course you have to take, and it's very, very important, because they're very muckbid on looks. As you see from the picture of any McDonald picture, that the cheese drips down in a very important, it's in, it's in, you know, four corners, it's a whole mahalach there. So there's a mahalach, how they put down the cheese onto the burger to make sure it looks in a certain way. That's exactly what you're taught. So he asked me, am I allowed to do that? Am I considered getting hanar from Basavahara? That's a shayla, by the way, of Cham Bacham, Pizchet in Pezayin discusses whether or not it's also Bachlal special, because I'm putting two hot things together, I didn't even cook them together. But I remember a guy calls me up, from Tel Aviv. He says to me, uh, He's a waiter in a Tel Aviv restaurant. He says to me, there's a special today. You know, every restaurant has its specials, right? So he says, what's the special? What's the problem? Can you imagine? That's the special today. He says to me, am I allowed to serve it? Am I allowed to be a waiter and serve it to someone, right? That's a shayla. Am I allowed to smell basavacholov? Or I remember, I was... Um, I was walking once from Moshe Sternbach Shlita. Ah, Moshe Sternbach Shlita the, from, the, from, the, from the Badats. I was walking him home from the shul, from the Gras shul, to his house in, uh, in Harnoff, which was a short walk, wasn't far. I used to walk him a lot, different shailas he went through. And um, I remember asking him this shaila. I said to him, are you allowed to put basabacholov? Let's say you made this egg that we spoke about before, right? In a in a benyoyma fleshik mamish alamailis with other isurim going on there. Mamish isadoraisa going on in that egg. Are you allowed to put it into the garbage can or bin for those English people listening? Right? Are you allowed to put the garbage pan? What's the shaila? We know okay, in America this is not so much, but in Eretz Yisrael we zochet have all the cats that the English deposited in Eretz Yisrael all those years ago. They're flying all over the place. Now I know when I'm putting that egg into the garbage can, the, the cats are going to go and hop it. So if the cats are going to hop it, no, I'm getting hung up. What was my raya? I'll tell you my raya. It's a pasha raya. And if you ever zoicha, 
Right, I asked one of the boys actually today, he told me he never went, I couldn't believe it. If you ever went to the biblical zoo here in Eretzisrael, and you were shall I and have a zoo here, beautiful zoo, I actually once took, it was, it was, it was a very traumatic experience for me, I took a group of bochum, not from this yeshiva, from a totally different yeshiva, and you cannot imagine, they climbed over all the fences and chased over, ch- chased the flamingos and they picked up the tortoises and you can't imagine, it was a very, very traumatic experience. But one of the things which is very exciting about being in the zoo is the monkeys. And what does it say by the monkeys? Mufush sign, Mufush sign. Don't feed the monkeys. As I state, it's Mufush. What does everyone want to do? You want to feed the monkeys, right? That's how it is. What, what hano do you get? You get hano? What? You're going to have to feed it something else? So you're giving it you know, some leftover stale bread so I don't have to go out and buy monkey food? No. It's hano to feed something. So this was my hano, this was my raya. When I have the cats over there, and I put them, I put it in the, I don't feed it to the cat, obviously, directly. I put it into the garbage can, and the cat comes later on and does it, right? Which I know is going to happen. Am I allowed to do that? Do you know what he did to me? Unbelievable, Rabbi Isaiah. I was by him many, many times. Only one time this happened. He, he's, a, he's a big man. Big man in Torah and in Goinus and Chachma, but a big man physically also. He took me, he, he pushed me. He pushed me away. He says to me, I wish you better Hanaz than that in the world. Unbelievable, Rabbi Isaiah. But I'll tell you a letter that I received from... Um, Ah, oh, you know what? I'm not going to say the name. I'm not going to say the name. You're not going to figure out where I'm talking about. It's one place in Eretz Yisrael this letter can come from. A letter, I've actually still got the letter. Beautiful, I should frame it. It's beautiful. Of a fellow that wants to um, wash the tablecloths after Shabbos, and he's got the tablecloth from Friday Nightmare, which is facial all over the place, because Kanai Nahara, the kids had a food fight. And then you've got a leftover, you know, got the tablecloth from the Shalashudas, uh, which now now in the uh, summer, so you've got a lot more time. You've got milkies going on over there. And he wants to put them together in the washing machine. He wants to know, is that? in Israel, bus of a or not. I'm not going to mention the place in Eretz Yisrael where this comes from, but I'm sure all of you, I can see the smirks figuring out on your own where the only place this can come from. What's the head to in such a case? So these are all Shilas that could be Nagea when it comes to uh, the Issa of Achila and Hano and Bishal of of Acholov. Just a couple more things before we finish for today, and that is to understand there's a Machloikas Tam Ki'ika or Lav, uh, Tam Ki'ika or not Ki'ika. In other words, when you have a pot and the pot absorbed a taste, which is every time you cook meat in a pot, the pot absorbed the taste. You clean the pot, the pot is totally clean. You now empty out the pot, it's clean, it's cold, beautiful. 20 minutes after, after that, right, you just used it 20 minutes ago to cook meat. You cleaned it out, scrubbed it, took not, not, nothing. No remnants of meat in there. And now you put milk in there. What's going to happen to that milk? Is that milk going to really accept a very hush of a taste of meat, or a weak taste of meat? And the halacha is tam ke'ikadaraisa, which means that it, it's ke'ilu you're cooking meat and milk at the same time, and therefore because of that, since it's ke'ilu you're cooking meat and milk at the same time, then it's going to be asa. And not only asa, but asa daraisa, which means that your food is now fully asa to give to a goy, or to give to the cleaner, or give to anybody else, because it's an isa daraisa of basavacholav. So that's tam ke'ika. One more thing for today, hopefully. Uh, because we've got a lot, a lot, a lot to cover. And that is, after we get to Tam Ve'ika, which, again, is a Machlech's Rabbeinu Tam and Rashi, whatever, we're not going into now, the Sugiv Semen Tzaliches and Yeridea, that goes to all the different Sugivs and all the different Shitas, but Allah Chalamaisa, we Paskin, that is in Daraisa. Now, there's a difference, what we call a Ben Yoimai, and an Eni Ben Yoimai, just to clarify, you know, people ask questions, and sometimes people just don't know how to ask questions, and they, they you know, you ask them a question, they're like, yeah, was it a Ben Yoimai or an Eni Ben Yoimai? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Uh, was it a Ben or not a Ben Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know what that means? They have no idea what the word Ben Yomer means, or in the Ben Yomer. These guys have been five years in Koilal. Hello? What's the matter with you people? So the halacha is, there's a major nafkamina between a Ben Yomer and an Eni Ben Yomer. If it's a Ben Yomer, it means it was used in the last 24 hours. If it's an Eni Ben Yomer, it was not used in the last 24 hours, and the nafkaminas are absolutely huge. They're tremendous. Because if you cook something in the wrong pot, for example, like this egg, we started with the shaili with the heilig egg. He made this cheese egg, beautiful cheese with the mushrooms and the onions. And Mamish reminds me of a yeshiva breakfast. Unbelievable. What a beautiful gewaldige egg, yeah? And he's got the egg there and he calls up the rabbi. And the rabbi says, oh my gosh, you used the flesh of pan. What is the matter with you? What were you thinking, right? So the answer is, hold on a second. When was the last time you used that pan? If it was 24 hours and 3 minutes ago, so the food is 100% mutter. Maybe the pot's answer. Could be at the cash of the pot, because the, the pot has now got bleas of both meat and milk in it, but the food will always be mutter. And that's a tremendous aside. You're making a chicken soup, and you dip in a ladle, and you realize, oi, it's a milchik one. What do I do? So if it's an Eina Ben Yoimai milchik one, what's the problem? Eina Ben Yoimai, again, this is all Gemara's and Mishonim and Shulchan Aruch, and we're not going into all the, the Marmakomis right now. We could spend hours on this. It will be Givaldic, but right now we haven't got time for that. But I'll call him, an Eina Ben Yoimai basically is what we call Tam Pogum, which means the Tam that's inside it is become pogum it's weakened and therefore since it's weakened then therefore um, once it's weakened it hasn't got the koyach to give over to anything else um, okay, one last thing. I know I kept on saying that, but like we really have to do the last thing. And that is what we call nut bar nut. Very, very important. Nut bar nut, right? Nut bar nut is a machoikas in the Gemara and Chul and Kufi Dalaf on the base. Where it talks about whether or not nut bar nut asses or not. What's nut bar nut? Nut bar nut means noisen tam, bar noisen tam. That means, if you take meat, you put it in a pot. You take out the meat, you clean the pot, you put something parav in that pot, like potatoes, rice, whatever. Now that that, that um, potatoes, that parav item, has accepted a very weak tam, because it was meat into the pot, pot into the potatoes, right? Nut, barnat, noisen tam, barnoisen tam. It's two steps away from the original meat. And now I want to mix the potatoes with cheese. What's the din? Right? So here, without going into Machoikas Roshonim of Toysus and the Rashi and the Ramogos Roshitas Rashi, we're not going to go into all the Shitas. But simple Halacha Lamaisa, very, very clear, Be'ez Hashem, is as follows. As you must know, there's a difference between a Ben Yoim and an Eni Ben Yoim. If the pot is a Ben Yoim, the din is that you are not allowed to mix it with the opposite type. If you did Bidiyevet, it's fine. If it's an Eni Ben Yoim, then you even Lechatchila allowed to mix it with the opposite type, as long as you didn't cook it originally with that in mind. And that pretty much ends us the Elchalos of Nat Barnat and the part one 